Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of the GYST podcast, your favorite podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Thank you for that, Glenn. That was a little awkward for you. It's that was like very it's awkward. It's been a while or something. I was like mid-recording or, or mid-saying it, and then I was like... What do I say? Yeah, do I... Did I intro the last one? I don't remember now. Um, I don't know. I had too much to drink on the last one, so yeah, you may you have had to step in. Oh, that's true. I forgot you were... <laughs> <laughs> and if you've already listened to that episode, Roy, you, you, you know that Roy had a great time. If you haven't listened to that episode, listen to that episode. Mm, episode 133 is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So in the studio today, it's um, we've got we've got a pretty packed studio, uh, but your on-air hosts. Uh, I'll introduce my well. I'm Rohit Rohila, and I'll let uh, <laughs> Kyle introduce himself and the everyone else who's and in here. Kyle Reed, your co-host for the day. Almost always your co-host. And then uh, who's joining us in the we've studio? Got, at least in the studio today, we got my lovely better half, Emily Nabua. Say hi. Hi, that was awkward. <laughs> you sound like a man. That's cute. I'm just kidding. She's got a cold right now. And we got our boy Glenn on the on the soundboard. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> Glenn, you are wild right now. <clears throat> so Kyle, as we're recording this, it's about mid-October. Yeah. Which means the year is winding down. And before we talk about today's episode... I want to give a special shout out to Emily, uh, Emily Nabua, Kyle's girlfriend who's in the studio with us, because this was her topic. It was. So she wanted to talk about how to finish 2018 strong. And it was such a fantastic idea. We did an episode earlier in the year called How to Kick Off 2018 the Right Way. Mm-hmm. And we've done several uh, episode uh, 93. 93, yeah. We've done several episodes around New Year's resolutions. I almost said reservations. My goodness, resolutions. <laughs> I just realized I wrote down the word reservations. <laughs> We've done several episodes around resolutions in the past as well. But we hadn't done one proactively mm-hmm. before the end of the year. Um, so I thought it was just a great idea to discuss that when she brought that up. I was like, yeah, why not? Let's discuss that on air in talk about how we can continue to keep people focused. I don't want to use the term motivated, but focused on their goals and their achievements um, through the year and into the next year. Yeah. So I think that's pretty important. <clears throat> I feel like a lot of people just tend to give up the remainder Man. of the year. Around mid-October, they're like, oh, I, I can't do anything because the holidays are coming up. And really, you've got two holidays, yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas. They're two days out of 90. But what you do is you lump it all together and almost use that as an excuse for inactivity. Oh, yeah. When it comes to personal life, business life, as you know, goes on. Completely different. Yeah. You got to finish the year strong. End mm-hmm. of year, no, you know, no timeouts, no getting um, vacation time or anything like that because it's... You want to finish everything so strongly. But why is it when it comes to personal life, we have the complete opposite effect? And there's lots of things that could get in the way, you know, shopping or enjoying just the holiday festivities or it's cold outside and you don't want to go outside. A lot of 
uh, parties going on. But one of the things is, all those things are putting you in reactive mode, not proactive mode, which I think is what this episode's all about. Why is it, do you think, that people just give up at the end of the year? You know, I haven't reached my goals. Uh, November, December, I'm not really going to do anything too much because it's the end of the year, it's the holidays. And that's the same excuse everyone has when it comes to scheduling things out. And it's got to be something more, something deeper that lets you feel comfortable justifying this inactivity, this procrastination. And when you take two to three months out of a year, now what you're hoping to do in a time span of a year, especially when you set your resolutions, now you're only looking at doing them in nine, ten months. Yeah. Why do we limp across the finish line? I wrote down that as you were discussing that, that January is a reset button. In each year, we almost treat like it's a race. And we feel like once we get to the end of it, we can start over. Like this is a fresh start, like a new quarter in school. Everyone starts with an A. I don't understand, and, and I definitely want to explore that more as we discuss this, why we think it's okay to finish weak. Because in a race, you guys know I love to run. No matter how I do in the middle of the race, if I have to take a couple of walk breaks during a marathon, if I'm limping, you can bet your motherfucking ass when I come to the finish line, I'm finished as strong as I can. I'm going to give everything I got. I don't want to leave anything else behind the finish line. Why don't we feel the same way about our lives? Yeah. Why don't we feel the same way about our year? Is it because we've created this imaginary construct called time? around our lives in the end of the year is a reset button and we think that we get a fresh start so it's okay to slack off I also wrote when you were talking about in our professional lives usually in most people's gigs end of the year you kick it into hyperdrive how come we can't keep that same energy when we leave the office when we leave whatever our, our jobs are or our our professions or do you think it's it's cause and effect because we give so much at work, mm-hmm. when it comes to home life, we're, we're, we want to de-stress and just relax because it is so possible. strenuous. Yeah, that's definitely possible. It's a good question to ask. I think the biggest thing is we believe it's a reset. We believe we get to start over. We believe that January 1st is a fresh start, and that's when we can start good habits. Yeah. Rather than... <laughs> Taking the time now to reflect. Taking the time now to buckle down. Mm -hmm. Taking the time right now to focus on the goals and the resolutions that we created 10 months ago. And and I think it's so funny that you say that because it's almost like everyone uh, looks at the holiday time frame as an excuse to, okay, well, I already know I'm going to gain 10 pounds, so I might as well enjoy all the food. Oh, that was another thing I was going to say, too. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Thanksgiving and, mm-hmm. and Christmas and all these cookies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's almost like you chalk it up in your schedule. Okay, November, December, I'm going to be gaining some weight. So then in January, I can make a declaration that I'm going to the gym and then stop by February. Maybe you should ask yourself the question, what do I really deserve? Do I deserve to gain 10 pounds? 
because I feel that I deserve an extra helping of mashed potatoes? Or do I deserve to be the best version of myself? And if part of that includes health, whether you want to look more physically fit, whether you want to be more heart healthy, whatever that may be, what do you deserve more? Mm-hmm. Because just like you said, we justify all the decisions that we haven't even made yet. Well, actually, we have made them. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it, Based it, off our past results. Yeah, but it's it's almost as if it's not even a decision for us. It's already been made. It's not even, it's almost like we take the choice out of the matter. You can make smart decisions on Thanksgiving with food. If we're using food as an example, you can make smart decisions on Christmas with food. But we don't. Because we feel that we deserve to in- overindulge mm-hmm. more than we deserve to be healthy. Almost like it's a, it's a treat for us. Yeah. And I'll say the same thing goes with gift giving. We feel that we deserve to overindulge ourselves and our loved ones more than we deserve to be financially fit. <sighs> yeah. So I think that's a question to ask. What do I deserve? Now... As an example, holiday time, Emily and I recently decided to not buy gifts for each other anymore. Emily, your girlfriend who's in the studio taking pictures of us right now? That one, yeah. Okay. Total creep. <laughs> Paparazzi, she's trying not to laugh. <laughs> she had to excuse herself <laughs> yeah. in the next room. Totally called her out. <laughs> totally called her out. Um, we go on trips together. We went to Leavenworth, we went to Victoria. So that for us, the the financial investment in that... We get much more out of it than we would a new pair of jeans or a new jacket or jewelry or tickets to a concert or a football game or whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, those things are great. They're nice to have, but they're just that. They're things. And when we can invest our money and spend time with each other and more experiences, I think that we grow from it. So that's a question that we ask, I think, is what do we deserve for each other? Why do we want to spend money? In time and stress, figuring out items, things to buy for one another that we don't already have and that we think that one another needs. When we can just make those decisions together throughout the rest of the year and during the holidays, have a nice trip together and spend time together. And I I think it's almost like we're trying to seize that opportunity to... I'm, I'm going to try to seize that opportunity to show you how much your friendship means to me, Kyle. Mm-hmm. If I spend a lot of money, that means I really value you. If I get you something truly unique, that means that I've been listening to you. And by doing that, it's almost like I'm trying to show you how valuable you are to me by using money. And I think what you said is is really interesting. At what expense is it costing me? Because... One of the one of the gifts that I got for people a long time ago, because this was fresh out of college, didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Christmas is coming up, had a lot of good friends. I didn't know what to get them. And so what I did was I got a picture frame for about, about 10 different friends. I got them picture frames, and I put in 10 pictures of us. Oh, sorry. Let me rephrase. The, the middle picture was a picture of them, you know, so it would be you and I. And then the rest of the pictures were pictures just throughout the years that I, that I have of you. And then I gave those out to people. And I would say of all the gifts I've ever given to people, those were received the most graciously. 
because they really meant a lot because you can see the amount of work I put in. It wasn't just, okay, let me pull up all the pictures of Kyle and find, you know, a couple of random ones. Mm-hmm. But I found ones where I know the event meant something to you. Now, a lot of people don't know this and maybe they still don't. But then I hand wrote a letter, a personal letter, like this is how much you mean to me. And I put it inside the frame. You can't tell <laughs> unless you take the frame apart to like change the pictures or whatever. And here's this 12 year old letter from wow. Mohat about, you know. And I'll start off, I'm like, look, I don't know when you're going to find this. I don't know if we're friends or not. I hope we are. Here's what you've meant to me. Even if we are not a part of each other's lives, just know that you have made an impact in my life. And so, why can't we do more stuff like that? Hand making stuff. Because I think we have a tendency of bringing back to monetary value. Yeah. If I, you know, I probably spent $10, $15 on those picture frames and, and printing off the pictures and stuff. But is Kyle worth $15 to me? No, he's worth a lot more. So let me get him, you know, these pair of shoes that he might like. I know you like shoes. But I also know what it's like to be passionate about something like you are with shoes than having someone gift you that. It's nice. It's considerate. It shows that you know me. But at the same time, like, I, I do appreciate but I've got my own style. Like, shoes speak to me on a different level. For me, it's, it's my quote wall downstairs. Every quote that I've gotten there speaks to me directly, and that's why I buy it. But I've had friends like, oh, I know you like quotes. Here you go. And I'm like, I, I really appreciate this. But <laughs> it's, I don't just have these up for other people. I don't have them up just because they're fantastic quotes. I have them up because they speak to me personally. It's an, it's an individual thing. And sometimes we can fall in the tendency of doing that, where we think we know someone well enough and we'll get them something. But at the same time, it's something that's maybe so specific to them that it kind of misses the mark. And it robs what could be a greater experience by not spending too much and giving something that is genuinely from the heart. Like what you and Emily do with experiences, that's fantastic. When when my mother passed away, the first Father's Day... Uh, my sister and I took my dad kayaking. <laughs> you know? Where at? Uh, Gig Harbor. Nice. And so normally we wouldn't do that. We'd just get together as a family and go out to dinner and, yeah. you know, and just it's just another day. Maybe get him a tie or something. <laughs> but looking back now, That's like... so cliche, too, you know, the tie thing. It's the, it's the experiences yeah. that, that I think are, are more valuable. So why don't we do more of that stuff? That's a good question. And, and now we're getting almost like a whole another part of this topic. Yeah, right? this might do like, like <laughs> <laughs> um, Another question to ask yourself, though, because I think that's those are a lot of things that we let ourselves fall into at the end of the year. We tend to think that we can't do anything for ourselves. I'm not saying be selfish, but don't give up on yourself. Don't think that you have to spend a bunch of money to get people nice gifts and put yourself in debt. Don't think that you have to eat three helpings of stuffing and mashed potatoes and turkey and gravy. Glenn's over there rubbing his belly, getting excited. You don't have to, Glenn. You don't have to. And I got to tell myself the same thing. To do that, to enjoy yourself with friends and or family, whatever it may be, 
you can still make smart decisions around physical health, financial health, and keep an eye on your goals. So I challenge everybody, myself, you, Glenn, Emily, all included, and all of our listeners, to take a look back at what your 2018 New Year's resolutions were and see where you're at. And take some time right now to buckle down on that. Have you accomplished what you wanted to accomplish? How far off are you? And that's exactly what I wrote down as one of my things. What obstacles prevented you from accomplishing your resolutions this year? Mm. And don't let the holidays be the next obstacle. Yeah. And and really think think about why that is. And if you say you didn't have any resolutions, that's a problem. If you say you can't remember what your res- resolutions were, that's a problem. You weren't focused. You need to write these down. If you don't write down a goal, and I'm, I'm trying to remember what the stats were... Within, I think it's within 35 seconds of a thought coming into your mind. If you don't write it down, it escapes you. And within seven minutes, it's gone forever. Oh, shit. And so that's why it's so important. A lot of the the top leaders, what they do, for example, Mark Victor Hansen, one of the the co-authors of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, always carries a pen and and a three by five index card with him. Because he never knows when an idea is going to strike him. And there's a lot of people who will say, oh, well, I have a phone with me. So if if an idea pops into my head, I'll just use a phone. No, you're missing the point. When When you have a piece of paper and a pen with you, it's something that's always in the back of your mind. And so when an idea pops up, you're going to be more likely to explore it. But if it's if it's a tool that you carry with you all the time, then you don't take it as seriously. You tend to neglect it, and then it just becomes an afterthought. Hmm. And so what obstacles prevented you this year from accomplishing the resolutions that you want to do? And that's a great place to start. If your goal was to get healthier, and that's what your goal was, well, that's so generic that you don't know if you hit it or not. Yeah, there's no identifier. Yeah. Right? It's not specific enough. So you need to get detailed. And and by taking a look at the obstacles that prevented you from accomplishing these things, you'll know where you faulted. Was it too aggressive of a goal? Was it not aggressive enough? Was it not measurable? Was it just super generic? Yeah. And that's a great place to start because then you don't want to repeat the same thing in January. Mm-mm. Because if New Year's resolutions time comes around and I say, okay, I want to drop 10 pounds. Okay. what did you want to do last year? Oh, I wanted to drop 10 pounds. And then what'd you want to do the before? Drop 10 pounds. Drop 10 pounds. Did you do it? Well, no, but I'll do it this year. This year I'm totally serious. Yeah. Because I was going to do it, but then the holidays came around. Oh. So you waited 10 months. Yeah. Or see, I did drop 10 pounds, but then the holidays came the holidays up and came I gained it all. Back. So then what's the point? So then you really need to lose 20 pounds. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, that. <coughs> excuse me. That's good. I wrote that down. Okay. What obstacles prevented you from accomplishing your goals? I like that. It's something definitely that we should be thinking about. Um, another thing is put yourself in a position to be able to take advantage of anything. Mm-hmm. People say 
you hear the term when opportunity knocks, right? When opportunity knocks, are you going to be able to answer? Will you? People say yes. Yeah, of course. Mm. But what is opportunity to you? Yeah. Let's say you want to buy a home. No one can truly predict a market crash, right? Which is obviously the best time to buy a home. But if you don't have money saved and your credit score is not where you want it to be, you can't take advantage of that opportunity. Opportunity is knocking. It is punching you in the fucking face. But everything that you've done that led up to this opportunity has prevented you from taking advantage of this opportunity. You want to lose 10 pounds, but you want three stuffing, three helpings of stuffing and turkey and gravy and mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving, <laughs> then you should have lost 15 pounds by Thanksgiving. Right? Yeah. And you better sign up for a turkey trot, go for a run, <laughs> some hot yoga, right? or a bar A, or uh, what's the shit, um, whatever workout class you want to do. But I think what you're saying is, if you are going to take advantage of the holiday meals, get ready for them at the same time. Yeah. If you if you and know you're going to be just eating, one example. I'm going to be gaining five pounds. Well, work extra and lose five pounds before you go in, so that you are maintaining your ideal. Whatever it is, you want a new job, mm-hmm. right? What's your resume look like? When's the last time you went on an interview? Yeah. If you are out of practice, why don't you interview for jobs you don't want? So yeah. you can be ready and well-practiced when the job comes up that you do want. And I think it's a failure to recognize opportunity. Ooh. One of the, um, there's a, I don't remember how the story goes, but essentially there's a flood coming and there's a super religious guy and everyone's like, okay, you need to leave. He's like, that's okay. God will save me. And then the flood comes and he gets to his ceiling or, or his roof. And then the boat only picks up two of each animal. I read this story. No, no, no. <laughs> and then... And then he's on his roof, and the police are like, okay, you know, we're here to save you. He's like, oh, no, that's okay. God will save me. And then the flood goes up, and, and he dies. And then he goes to God. He's like, what do you, why didn't you save me? And God's like, what are you talking about? I tried to save you three times. I've warned you once, twice, you know, three times, or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's just a failure to, to recognize when, when an opportunity comes. Open your eyes. Or at the same time, an opportunity to recognize when something is leading you down a bad path. Mm. If you know you want to, say you want to take full advantage of the holidays, and, and by that I mean eating everything under the sun, because that's when all the good stuff comes out. Um, it comes out. PSL? <sighs> Pumpkin spice everything for real Yes, hit. so true. Uh, but if you really want to take advantage of that time, then... You need to cut back somewhere else. Recognize that in order for you to take advantage of that opportunity, you need to be preparing yourself for that opportunity. Absolutely. One of my favorite quotes, um, and I think I've shared this before, from The Office. Uh, the, the American version? Or yeah, the, the okay. American version. And uh, I introduced Glenn to The Office a little earlier today. And Glenn um, doesn't watch it? No, so... Oh, okay. Uh, his first interaction with it was uh, Dwight's fire drill when Stanley has a heart attack. Okay. I'm not familiar. Oh. I'm, I'm ready to listen. I don't watch it either. Wow. Okay. Well. Sorry. If you would like to be on the podcast. <laughs> you know. First is Deep Space um, Nine. Now it's The Office. Huh? <laughs> but in it, one of, the, one of the ladies says to another lady, there will always be a million reasons not to do something. Because the, the first lady, Jan presents an opportunity to uh, 
uh, Jenna Fisher's uh, character, Pam, mm-hmm. presents this opportunity. And you see the thought process of Pam talking herself out of it. And Jan says, there will always be a million reasons not to do something. And it's so true. We don't take advantage of stuff. And it gets lost in the shuffle. And that includes your year. Why is it that you know all of your goals at work, but when it comes to your personal life, you don't have any goals? You just (laughs) play it by ear. It happens in relationships, both romantic and, and family relationships. You know, how many times have people said, I, I wish I was closer with my family? Well, what are you going to do? What are you doing about it? Well, you know, I'll see them during the Christmas break. Okay. When did you see them before the Christmas party? Last year. Last Christmas, Christmas party. You can't develop a relationship if you only see the person once a year. Impossible. And so one of my favorite things to do is, and you've seen in my office that big um, yearly calendar that mm-hmm. I've got up. Mm-hmm. Get a yearly calendar. It'll cost you like 20, 30 bucks. Folks, it's worth it. <laughs> L- like, don't cheat your way around. Tell oh, I'll just how you really feel. print. Like, people try to, like, come on. They'll, I've seen people will print off one month at a time and then tape it all together and post it up. Oh, yeah. That's no. Lame. Don't do that. We're talking about your life. We're not talking about cheating your way in. We're not talking about, oh, I really want a Big Mac. But instead, I'll order a cheeseburger and ask for lettuce and Big Mac sauce. Or I really want a sourdough jack, but instead, I'm going to ask for a jumbo jack on sourdough. Yeah. Like, look, the name of the podcast is G-O-I-S-T. Get your shit together. If you're listening, you want to do that. Like, this is what, episode 134? Our friends aren't listening anymore. (laughs) You know, the people who want to support us. It's people who want to listen, who want to make a change and, and do stuff differently. Do this. Get a calendar, right? Will you link to a calendar on the website? Well, I guess I will now. Let's do a couple. The one that you have in your office. Uh-huh. And then another one maybe that you looked at that was a good recommend that you think would be a good recommendation for our listeners. Cool. And myself. So get a calendar, post it somewhere where you will see it all the time. And then be proactive with it. And by that, what I mean is write down all the necessary stuff. Birthdays, events, holidays. So those three are important. And by events, I mean like anniversaries and things like that, right? Because here's the thing. The more you write that kind of stuff down, you'll start seeing the patterns that you normally go through. Oh, okay. You know, I never really realized around July, it feels like the month just flies by. Well, that's because you have four friends who have birthdays and you're always going out. Mm-hmm. But now you know that. So in May, you can start planning for it. So you write down the birthdays, the events, the holidays. You can see the bigger picture. And then break it down into quarters. So the one I have is, you know, it has four levels, three months across. So I know that's one quarter each. And that's important because, again, it's helping you to break stuff down. Set those 90-day goals. And then have a mid-year. So mark that down. So you know what's a fair representation of where you want to be. So you want to lose 10 pounds at the end of the year. Now you know, okay, about July, you want to be down about 5 pounds or whatever. Emily just went to go look at your calendar. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But by doing this, what you're doing is you're being proactive. By being proactive, you will be in charge of your schedule instead of the other way around. 
And when it comes to the end of 2019, you won't be looking back and say, where did the time go? But Rohit, my phone has a great calendar feature and even reminds me of things. Yeah, how's that working out for you? It's working out great if I want to find out the morning of the event. Yeah. <laughs> See? It's, it's, the, it's the moments that... Oh, shit. It's podcast today. Yeah. You know, we got to get ready now that we've got a producer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Who? <laughs> but it but it's important because uh, a fantastic book is by um, David Allen. Uh, Greer. No. <laughs> uh, David Allen. Uh, God, it's sitting on my bookshelf right now. Uh, get Things Done. GTD. And what he talks about is anything that you come across. If it takes you under two minutes to get that done, do it right now. If it's going to take you longer, put it on your calendar. And that way, what you do is you keep your inbox free, but now you're scheduling stuff out. And I can't tell you how valuable a calendar is for me. Most people use a calendar as a reminder of what's coming up. But instead, use it as your to-do list. So many people... And, and I know this directly because I was a, a trainer at Microsoft for the office team. One of the biggest complaints that the office team would get about Outlook is that the inbox isn't a very, is not a very effective to-do list. Also, oh, they created tasks. You're right. The inbox is not a to-do list. But what do most people do? They use their inbox as a to-do list. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I've got some free time. Let me go through my email. Okay, I still need to do this. I still need to do this. Instead, if you just take that, it's like, okay, I need to send off this information to a customer. It'll take me about 20 minutes. Let me schedule it in right now. By doing that, what you're doing is you're becoming proactive. That's the biggest thing that we're not doing in life. We're not being proactive. And you're itemizing your day. The same way that you itemize your year with that full calendar. Because now you can take inventory of how much time you have, how much time it takes to, to execute these tasks or, or these goals, whatever they are. And I think if we do the same thing with our year, then we can, at the end of the year, become so much more productive. It would be ridiculous. Yeah. This episode was about finishing 2018 strong. But we went in so many different ways. We did. We went all over the place. Uh, but it was all good stuff, too. It was almost like there were like three, four mini episodes in this episode. Holidays, gift giving, yeah, scheduling, <laughs> eating during the holidays. Yeah. All of these things are valid for finishing the year out strong. The holidays, they, they, they do seem to take up such a big portion of the end of the year, right? When in reality, it's three days, right? No, there's three days unless you celebrate other holidays. Glenn, how long was Hanukkah? Twelve days. Twelve days. Kwanzaa. I had to ask Glenn, right? Yeah. Or hmm. Boxing Day, if you celebrate that, whatever it may be. Black Friday for me. <laughs> Black Black Friday is your holiday, bro. Yeah. Um, what are you guys gonna do? Sam's not here this year. You guys went shopping a couple of years in a row. He only went with me once for like four hours or something. Like only that. four hours? Yeah. It sounds like a long like, shopping trip to me. A full store trip for Rohit. Oh, God. Jeez yeah. Louise. I'm like night today. Joanne's. Like 16, 17 hours. I love it. Really? And I barely buy anything. Like, I, I really, like, but it's just, it's become my own tradition. I love it. 
I I make a full day out of it. And everyone complains. Well, I'm not I know I'm gonna park far away. I, I go in with realistic expectations. Yeah. You know, and it's that gonna way, be crazy, it's gonna be busy. Yeah. I'm gonna park a block away. And just enjoy it. Like yeah. I listen to it's it's my like, here's Christmas. Bam. Emily and I did it drunk one year. Oh. Remember that? She's oh don't tell nobody. I know. It was awesome. Um, man, I think those are the important things though, right? Don't let the holidays consume the remainder of your year. Continue to take a look at your goals, focus on your goals, reflect on your goals. Like Rohit, like you mentioned earlier in this podcast, if you didn't make resolutions, that's a problem. If you don't remember your resolutions, that's an even bigger problem because you didn't intend to keep them to begin with. You made them because you felt like you had to. I love the idea of the full year calendar, breaking it up into quarters. It allows you to see the bigger picture. Yeah, I've got a great calendar on my phone that is awesome for short term when it comes down to minutes and hours. But when I'm looking at an entire year, 365 days, that big full year calendar, I think, is a game changer because you can really see how busy certain times of year are with the different events that you have. And as you mentioned, you can begin to plan for it. Plan ahead of time. If you know July is going to be busy, plan for it early. So that way, if you need to get something else done, do it in August or June. Or find that downtime in July that you have and get it done then. Those things, I believe, are critical to finishing out the year strong. The same energy that you take to your profession, bring to your home. If you lacked the energy required in your profession, your boss would notice. Do you think your loved ones don't when you come home with a lack of energy? I get that it may be challenging, but it's 90 days. It is a very, very, very small fraction of the time that you get to spend here on Earth. So with that, listeners, finish out 2018 strong. Thanks again for tuning to another fantastic episode of the GYSD podcast. I hope you're enjoying all the content that Glenn is sharing with you guys on Instagram. Glenn, you're doing a phenomenal job, my man, of all those posts, random posts of pictures online. If you play video games and then a picture of me in the corner was a little awkward. Roy had to bring my attention to it. Appreciate that. Um, I prefer uh, the Socrates post. That's my favorite. Socrates. So great. Yeah. So check out our Instagram. Like us, follow us, share, take a look. And uh, of course, continue to listen. We'll have another fantastic episode for y'all next week. So tune in to the GYSE podcast. Get your shit together. Goodbye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your shit together.